Okay, uh, folks, thank you for listening today. I'm really excited to be talking to Woody Lockwood um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, Woody and, and uh, his business partners have just, these guys have just built some extremely popular, um, successful uh, restaurants and um businesses in, in Raleigh. I mean, and they've just kind of had one hit after another. So uh, from Busy Bee Cafe to Trophy Brewing um, to State of Beer, which they opened just in December, and then they're opening a second. They're working on a second Trophy Brewing location. So, Woody, first of all, hey, man, just, I mean, congratulations on the success you guys have had in a, you know, relatively speaking, in a pretty short period of time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, we're we're coming up on the sixth anniversary of the B, which was our first our first venture. So it's, it's sometimes hard to believe it's been six years already. And uh, so, yeah, we're excited. We're having fun with beer. Well, you guys are just what what you know. What strikes me about um, you and Chris and uh, I haven't met David, but uh, I met Les as well. We filmed Les, and y'all are all mm-hmm. you're you're just. Um, Maybe this is really part of what's helped you be successful. I think you you work hard, but you're very humble. Um, you're very unassuming, and uh, you seem to just kind of keep your heads down and and just you know set a great example for your staff and and uh, really love. You just all seem to have a lot of passion for what you do. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, you know the the four of us that you mentioned. We all have a have different strengths, and I think. Yeah, the the one common thing that's good is we all uh, um, are good about you know not having an ego in the in any of the uh, different angles that we look at things and uh, you know we all have our strengths and we all sort of let the the other people do what they're good at and try to do what we we think <laughs> at least think we're good at so uh, so yeah it all it all seems to work but yeah craft beer is certainly the the big passion, especially for for Chris and I, that, that got us going. Yeah, um, yeah, and you guys, uh, you've managed to balance that partnership really well. I mean, uh, you have several guys involved. What? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's times when you don't agree or whatever. But how, you know, how have y'all? How do you do that? Like, what advice would you have for folks that are getting into this? That you know. Some folks kind of go it alone, and some have partners. And you know, when you have partners, there's there's uh, a lot of pros and, and positive things that can come with that. There's also challenges at times when you when we don't see eye to eye. So, how do you guys uh, manage that really well, like you have? Uh, certainly, uh, you know, a high level of trust is probably the most important thing. You know, if you yeah. if you don't trust the people that you're partnering with, you know, you, you probably shouldn't be doing things together in the first place. So, um, you know, if we were all good at the exact same things, it might be might be tougher. But, um, you know, we've all had different experiences. And uh, I just, you know, if I if I disagree, uh, I'll, you know, just ask, ask my partners to explain why they, you know, have a different point of view. And I'll certainly offer offer mine and you know we've never honestly never really run into any any heated arguments over things we certainly don't always agree but we're we're you know respectful of each other's opinions and you know sometimes it comes down to a vote and someone might get outvoted and they there's just honestly you know i think that 
trying to not have an ego in the game certainly certainly helps there. We we take all the info we can and make the best decision we can, and um, so far it's generally worked out for us for the best. <laughs> now, how do you? Let me ask you this because you you mentioned trust, and I completely agree with that. Um, in my experience, that's been so critical. But do you have that level of trust? Had y'all worked together? Had y'all all worked together in the past um, and had that experience together so you knew that you could trust so, each other? So Chris and I had worked together. We had uh, we had been servers together. We had been bartenders together. We, we bartended uh, together for several years. Um, Chris was actually the bar manager when I uh, got behind the bar with him. And so, you know, technically he was my boss back then. Um, so the two of us, you know, were friends for almost 10 years before we opened the B. And, uh, you know, so we had, we had always talked about doing something together. So there was certainly a level of trust there. Uh, when we decided to partner up with David, he, you know, certainly had a strength we didn't have, which was real estate. And, uh, he was, you know, on the lookout for a place for us and, Chris had worked with David and I never had. So there was a, there was a big uh, curve there where we were getting to know each other and getting to trust each other. And, uh, you know, he knew that Chris and I were great friends. And so, you know, while he never expressed any, any concerns, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that was, uh, there were some nerve wracking moments when he, you know, maybe worried that we would try to strong arm certain decisions, but, but it just, you know, our personalities just never played out that way. So, um, you know, it, thankfully, none of us have super, super strong, aggressive personalities. So we're, we've always, uh, you know, calmly approached each decision, each situation, and um, it's, it's worked out. Yeah, that's a good thing. That can be tough, I think, in a partnership with multiple people if one, one or more have a really uh, that strong kind of aggressive personality. So you guys have really found a good balance with that. And you've got Les, who's your... Brewer, who I think is a fascinating story because he's, uh, you know, doing amazing work um, for you all and has for a few years now. But he was brewing, he was brewing out of his house, right? When y'all brought him in. Correct. Yeah. So we we knew less from when we opened the B. He was a a regular. He uh, he came in. We actually did a little series on our website for the first year or so that the B was open, where we were featuring home brewers. And Les was actually the first homebrewer that we featured there. So um, I actually didn't make it to his house that day, but Chris and David went to his house, brewed with him all day, took some pictures, and, and interviewed him. And uh, he was he was recommended by a friend, you know, as as someone to to talk to that was making great beer. And you know, we just got to know him over the years. And when we finally approached him with the idea of opening a brewery, it was honestly. There are lots of people that make great beer in town. We obviously preferred his, but, uh, you know, a huge part of that decision was that we knew his personality meshed with all, all three of us, and we were excited to, to be around him, to drink beer with him, to, you know, he's just just such a positive person. But um, that decision was easy, and he was the only person we, we ever approached about brewing. And uh, so that, you know, he fit right into the mold with the fact that, you know, we're all really excited about beer and we want to be creative with beer, but he's he's the perfect personality of, you know, we just sort of let him go and run with ideas and give him feedback and and uh just you know, all the things I said before, he he, he works with that, that mold perfectly where we, we can give honest feedback. We don't love something and he doesn't, you know, 
have his feelings hurt. We just move on and through the next year. That's cool, man. That brings up so many interesting um, elements. What he won is that, I mean, you guys, like, I think you do a lot of things naturally that are, uh, you kind of are, are instinctual, you trust your gut on things that maybe not are, are is not as maybe conventional. For instance, like a lot of people would say, hey, in a partnership you need to have, you know, one person who's sort of the chief or whatever who's going to, you know, lead the crew or whatever, and you guys don't, you don't even have a really a, you know, a chief kind of personality, if you will, uh, and it's worked real well. And then you have this guy who's who you bring in to help start Trophy, which is, you know, you're going to brew beer, and you don't go and find somebody that's been brewing beer professionally for 15 or 20 years. You trust in a guy who you know is doing a good job in his house. That's that's a big uh, that's a big statement for your ability to think outside the box and, like you said, to have trust in somebody. I mean, did you did you all um, was that something that was you know concerned you, or did you just feel like we know this guy can do it? Uh. You know, it was, it was certainly a lot of conversations over uh, over late night beers when we were all done working <laughs> at the B. You know, once we approached Les, he uh, he was extremely excited at at the prospect of it. Um, you know, I don't I don't claim to say that you know it was a perfectly thought out decision, but I think we Chris and I were confident with our knowledge of the industry, um, and I think we had a a real want to to learn the brewery business, you know, from the ground up. We, yeah. you know, maybe we could have sought someone out from a, you know, a big name brewery or, uh, you know, brought someone in from even a local brewery. But the 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 idea of learning it all together and the idea of Les's excitement was probably what, you know, helped us form those decisions. Um, you know, we don't always claim to make the best. <laughs> the best decisions, uh, you know, whether it be financially or, or all different, all different ways, but, um, it's, it was just something we were immediately comfortable with the idea of, of learning the industry together. And, um, you know, we all shared the same excitement. We all knew the kind of beers that we liked, which is most anything, you know, that we were, we were all on the same page as far as things we were excited about. So that, it really wasn't that tough of a decision to make, I guess. That's really neat. And he's, I mean, you know, for those of you listening, like, look up Les Stewart in Raleigh. He's he's making incredible beer. He's just really well regarded. And, I mean, he, you guys really can't make it fast enough, I guess, it seems like a trip. Is that, I mean, is that part, because you're, you're expanding. You're, 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 you're building a second location, which is going to be, am I right, a, a whole lot bigger than, than where you are now? Correct. We're uh, we're maxed out on space, so so yeah. While it's it's been a a nice problem to say that we can't keep up with beer, it's it's really a a very small operation. Um, three barrels, which is the equivalent of six full size kegs, is what we're brewing. You know, at any one time, uh, and we're just maxed out on space for for fermentation um, at the current location. So we're looking to build a 20-barrel system, which is uh, on par with some of the bigger local breweries in the Raleigh area um, and probably the Charlotte area as well. Um, so not going to be gigantic. We're not we're not trying to build something that's going to be distributing, you know, nationwide. Uh, but 
it's it's certainly going to be a substantial project and uh if if people do get the chance to meet Les or look him up he's you know one of the warmest personalities one of the most excited people you'll ever meet and he's doing a lot more than just beer he's really well known in the community for doing all kinds of great things he and his wife nicole um so there there couldn't really be someone that i'd be more excited to work with than less on this and you know it's it's fun it's fun building this this system together seeing his excitement for you know yet another thing that we're all going to learn together so that's really cool and folks if you're listening by the way we we made a video um about less last year if you go to vimeo.com v-i-m-e-o and you just type in um just type in like Les Stewart, the brewer. We call it the film The Brewer, but it's like a three or four five minute video about Les and you'll just you'll just really appreciate his enthusiasm and his passion and his love for what he does. It just it just comes right through the screen. So um so I'm sure he'll do an amazing job with uh the second location too and uh one thing I'm curious about I mean, you guys are so I just I you really love uh and you're so passionate about good beer and good craft beer and um, I want to ask you about two things one is I want to ask you about uh, the uh, state of beer but before I do that mm-hmm. um, t- you know there are there are lots and lots and lots of people brewing beer now there are lots of craft beers out there now so how do you um, or do you, I mean how do you make good beer that stands out I guess is the question I have as a novice on the topic <laughs> It's it's tough. Uh, there there are tons of new beers showing up, and there uh, you know whether they're local or not, there are things that are being distributed now. Uh, you know, there are new items almost every single week um, that we're getting exposed to, especially more at a, a state of beer um, in bottle form. But you know, I think we we quickly made people realize we're not going to make the same beer every single day which just wasn't going to, to be an exciting thing for us. You know, we, we didn't want to be the standard. We have a, you know, a pale ale, a porter, a stout, an IPA. We, we wanted to be making things that excited us. And, you know, they're, Chris and I have the, the luxury. <laughs> One of the perks of the job is that we get to travel, um, you know, to different beer events and, and less too. Um, so, you know, we see the trends. We see what people are excited about. We see, you know, when there are new hops that we try and we're excited to, to use. We see, you know, when people several years ago were getting excited for sour beers. You know, we, we knew we wanted to do those things. And um, I, I don't know, the the excitement wouldn't be the same if we were brewing the same thing every day. And I, I think the community has is, is, uh, embraced that. And they're, you know, I think they realize they might not love every single beer that we come out with, um, but I think they... They sort of trust that we're we're uh you know doing our research, we're trying to get the best ingredients that we can, and we're um you know taking the best stab at each style as as we can and um, certainly having pizza <laughs> has helped over there to get people over there um to eat as well so it's it's been exciting to to have people i i think all of the local breweries are doing well um us having food makes us a little bit different. Um, so we can maybe get people in the door a little bit earlier and, um, but, but I think just craft beer in general is so exciting and we're just fortunate to be in a great area where people are receptive to it. 
Yeah, we're always a good community for it. But the pizza, and let's not, let's not, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the pizza. I mean, I've, I've been to Trophy. Uh, your pizza is fantastic. Um, what do you all do? I mean, is it, do you, how do you make such good pizza? Really fresh ingredients or what? Because <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's like you get really good pizza and really good beer and just, that's, that's just, uh, I mean, there's people like that. <laughs> I mean, that's just a, a, that's an appealing notion uh, any day of the week just about. So how are you, we, how are you uh, making such good food for everybody? We, uh, we certainly didn't, <laughs> didn't reinvent the wheel with that one, pizza and beer, but uh, we have, we have a chef, David Mitchell, who's, you know, another part of the equation who has been at the B for over three years now. Um, he oversees the B kitchen, the trophy kitchen and the state of beer kitchen. And, uh, he's, he's been fantastic, you know, since we found him. Um, and that, that pizza dough recipe was his, the, you know, all the pizza ideas were his to begin with. Um, he now, you know, has a great staff over there and they, they come up with a lot of things as well. Um, but, but yeah, he, he got to, uh, have some fun learning, learning how to make pizza dough before we opened the trophy. And certainly the, uh, the produce is what, what makes it great. You know, we make the, the dough and the sauce fresh. We use the secret ingredient beer in, in both the dough and the sauce. Oh, do you really? <laughs> um, we do. And, uh, you know the all the local produce guys that we use um those ingredients certainly make a huge difference too and it's, it's exciting this time of year to to get back to the farmers market you know several times a week to to see what's around and we uh i think part of our equation is always to keep things flexible in our kitchens you know at all three places we have a menu that we can can reprint or rewrite on the chalkboard every single day, you know, so the, the chefs can, can use what's around, use what's available and what's, you know, what's exciting to them. Do you have, um, and, and the one thing too is that you, you don't seem to overcomplicate anything. I mean, your menus are pretty simple and straightforward and I like that they're flexible with that, but, but is that, uh, is that sort of narrowing it down and, and keeping things pretty simple? Uh, part of what you think has, has helped you all, but whether it's, you know, through attracting uh, customers or through managing the business well. Yeah, I think uh, I think Trophy has certainly proven that for us is that you know we have pizza, we have salads, we might have a few uh, small plate options, but in general, it's pizza, salad, and and beer, <laughs> and yeah. it's it's done well. Um, and, you know, I think I think you know I certainly appreciate it if you're in the mood for pizza and you know get a good pizza somewhere like you know you you want to go somewhere where you feel comfortable that people are are you know putting their best effort into it and, and doing a good job so that that certainly has uh has been something i've been excited about a trophy the the b menu you know has has shrunk and grown over the years it's taken some some different transformations but it's still always the same concept you know we're there's nothing on the menu that we're not excited about and you know that's not coming in fresh so it's uh yeah certainly certainly as simple as you can keep it and still you know still having enough appeal um there's there's certainly some balance there to be spoken about but, but yeah absolutely do you um tell me tell, talk a little bit about state of beer because uh, i have not i've visited trophy and busy beef i've never been uh, since you opened state of beer so it's a bottle shop if you have sandwiches or what's what would you say about it yeah, so we we're not known for 
going into the busiest neighborhoods in, in town in each each place we've opened. And State of Beer is no different. We're on Hillsborough Street, which we're in the, the downtown end, not far from the state capitol. It's sort of a, a quiet little zone between between busy neighborhoods, between downtown Raleigh and Glenwood South uh, neighborhood of Raleigh. Um, so we have this tiny little shop that we, we want to be a little bit different because there are there are a lot of bottle shops popping up and there are a lot of really great bottle shops <laughs> pretty close by. Um, so we we do bottles and we keep the, the same mentality that we keep at the B with our, our bottle list is it's beer that we're excited to drink. We're not going to carry things that, you know, might sell that we're not excited about. So that, the retail section, um, is stocked with those bottles. And we also do uh, 12, 12 draft beers. Again, the same mentality, things things we're excited for. Um, we fill 32-ounce crowlers. So instead of growlers, they're 32-ounce cans. So we'll fill those, um, you know, with whatever draft beer you want. And we seam, seam the lid right right to the base of the can and give you, you know, a 32-ounce can of beer to take home. Uh, so we do that. We do uh, sandwiches as well. So we get bread from a local bakery, uh, Yellow Dog. They actually deliver their bread every morning on a bicycle, which is pretty cool. And we get they deliver the bread local... on a bicycle every day? They do. They have a basket on their bicycle. <laughs> They're literally, you know, right down the road. So, um you know, so fresh bread every morning, lots of local meats and cheeses. We do some uh, cheese plates, some charcuterie, pickle plate, all kinds of things that pair nicely with beer. So um, as the weather's getting nicer, we're putting a little patio out front and uh, just just learning as we go, as we have at the other two places. Um, but it's it's been a, a really nice reception the first first three or four months. Uh, congratulations, man! Y- y'all are really—that's—that's uh, that's exciting. Um, several different concepts, and and um, you know each one seems to be doing really well. Do you now? You've got the second trophy. Um, do you? Uh, I mean, w- w- you. Know, what do you think? Are you guys? Do you think you'll continue to to expand the scope of the concepts you have, or do you think you'll take some that you already have and and grow them a little bit, or do you, does that is not not even on your radar? Are you probably just so focused on what you have going on. <laughs> right. Not nothing further than that on our radar. It's it's a big project, the biggest project we've we've taken on. Um and it's a there's gonna be several stages over the next couple of years if all goes well. Um where we'll we'll get the brewery open with a tap room and you know, start start learning how to distribute beer a little bit, which, you know, is the next big challenge that I'm excited for. Um after that gets up and running we'll We'll start working on the next phase, which will be um, the, the kitchen over there. So we're we're already planning on a garden. We have a ton of space back there where we've uh, been talking to a local guy. Sorry about the noise. <laughs> um, you know, a local local guy about a gardener. So we're about a garden over there, and we'll uh, you know get things that we can use in all of our kitchens planted. And we'll build a restaurant over there. We're not not sure on the concept of that yet, but it you know won't be the same as uh, any of the other places. So, so yeah, that's that's plenty to keep us busy. And uh, yeah, plenty going. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now you you guys uh, uh, so then you know that's 
one of the things you may, I guess there's two things I want to ask you about. One of them is, top of mind really is, is you you, you mentioned that you're not known for going into the most, uh, what, what will be considered conventionally the best location. So you're maybe off the beaten path or whatever sometimes, but but it's but it works for you. So what, what you know, what advice do you have for somebody that's they're looking around at locations and they're you know their their hearts in one location because it's like traditionally like this is the best location that has the best foot traffic or it's in the right part of town or whatever versus like this one that's like maybe much less expensive you know not in the in what would traditionally be the best areas. I mean, why are you able to I guess uh, you know. What gives you, I guess, the confidence to continue to go into locations that have not been in the past, you know, what would traditionally be the most desirable? And then how do you, you know, how do you have the confidence to do that? And uh, I guess I would ask that first. I think that, I think the confidence that we have in Raleigh and the the excitement that we have here right now um, has certainly played a part. Even, Even six years ago on Wilmington Street in Raleigh, it was... There wasn't a lot really on the street. There's our, our next door neighbor Slims, who's been there forever, um, and not much else right around us. So um, we we had the confidence that Rally was growing. We knew uh, there were some other projects, you know, that the city was involved in. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, there's always the the pros and cons to weigh. You know, you might be paying less rent, but you might be begging people to you know, venture down your street. So I think we had the confidence in town. We had the confidence um, that we're going to continue putting energy into our business and not just, you know, get it open, say, here we are. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We, you know, we were, we were going to be there making sure we could get the, you know, the best out of our business that we could. And, um, you know, I think if you have that excitement, you're going to continue putting energy and you're doing something that people are interested in. That's that's uh, just been our thought process all along. Um, Trophy was a little bit different. We had, um, you know, it was sort of an underserved neighborhood. There's tons of apartments right across the street and right down the street that had nowhere to go, um, you know, within walking distance. There's certainly pretty close to downtown, but um, there's nowhere to hang out and be able to walk home, nowhere to all these people can now walk across the street and they can do their laundry at the laundromat. They can go to the convenience store and they can come grab a beer or grab a pizza. And, um, you know, so we had a little different mindset there, but it's, uh, I don't know. There's, there's certainly a balance to, to the equation and, uh, some confidence in, in ourselves. Um, I guess, I guess that's the best way <laughs> to explain that. No, it's a great way, and you know that's the thing because what this gets to, which you know, is that you have, um, I mean, would you agree? You you got to have confidence, but you mentioned you even mentioned this earlier about not having an ego. I mean, it, you know, there's there's a there's a line between confidence and ego about things, and you all seem to believe in yourselves, but but um, inwardly, but but uh, outwardly, you're not uh, egotistical guys. You're, as I said, you're you're sort of you're very. I think you're very humble, um, and I think you're very. Um, you know, you guys just you're, you're quiet about what you do in a sense. So you just kind of go do good work. You 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 make great beer and great food, and um, and and that seems to be a you know a commonly shared trait amongst your your partnership group. Yeah, I think we're we're willing to to take feedback and actually you know act on it if 
something's not working we we have uh luckily we have some some honest friends who you know will give us honest feedback and over the years they have you know things that are working things that aren't working you know some things that aren't working we'll we'll continue pushing and you know we'll continue believing in them but if we if we realize something is you know a waste of our energy or a waste of our time we're, we're certainly willing to to react and respond to that and that you know probably the the first big one was that the uh the busy bee we had a coffee shop in the front for the first year and a half that we were open and uh it it was certainly wasn't a, a bad thing but it was just a lot of a lot of energy we were putting out and uh you know we weren't getting what we thought we were going to get out of it and uh there were frankly there were better coffee shops in the neighborhood and uh coffee wasn't our passion we were just excited to to have the business open as many hours as possible and you know, to be probably too many things. Uh, and it was just too difficult to be good at that many things. And so we we uh, made that change a year and a half in after listening to feedback, looking at numbers, uh, you know, being honest with each other that coffee wasn't our, you know, our, our big passion beer was. So we added some more bar stools and some more draft beer and, uh, and went on from there. Yeah, and, and and those kinds of decisions, while tough sometimes and probably hard to say, gosh, you know, we we thought this was going to work. We spent time and energy and money in this part of the business, but when you make that decision, I mean, I'm sure it's turned out to be a great decision. You know, get, kind of getting past the, okay, you know, let's be intellectually honest. This isn't, you know, what we're the best at, or you know, you know, where we can really excel. So, even though we've invested all this time and money and energy into this part, let's let's change it. I mean, that's probably a hard thing to do, but then it winds up being a, a great decision long-term for the business that you would look back and say, man, I'm glad we did that. Would that is that right? That's exactly right. And even, you know, even all the research we did regarding coffee and the training that we went through, um, you know, to, to learn coffee, it was in the end, if you're not going to be excited about it every day when you wake up and, you know, there's, there just wasn't any reason to, to stick with it um, in our minds, but you know, I, I think you're exactly right. But, yeah, and um, I mean, that really gets to does that? I mean, do you guys do that on occasion, or I mean, do you? Because I find myself, I mean, we've done this somewhat schedule file, and you know, like there's sometimes I think that you, particularly early on, I think we've learned over the years that like you, you do something because you think, okay, this is what we like, we should do this, like we should have the like you guys may have said, <laughs> we should have coffee here because. But then do you eventually just kind of look at pieces of your business and go, you know, even though this is like maybe what we thought we should do, if, I mean, you kind of said that if you're not getting up and you're not excited about something, you're never going to really excel, right? Like you're not going to be the best right. at it. So why – in other words, like as a terrible example uh, that was, wasn't nearly as like as big of a deal for our business as like changing the coffee was for you. But like we used to do – we used to have a schedule fly Twitter feed and a Facebook page, and we just didn't really like, you know, we just didn't enjoy doing that. It wasn't something we enjoyed keeping up with. We we felt like, you know, maybe we're just putting noise out there. Like, why, if we're not going to really have our hearts in this, let's not right. do it, even though, like, you're supposed to do that. So that's kind of, like, true in, in the restaurant business, too. It may be a menu item. It may be, um, you know, that you're serving, you know, you have a coffee shop in the, or whatever. It's like a... If you don't, if your heart's not in it, you're you're never going to be the best at it. So you probably should just not do it. Is that kind of how you guys look at it? 
yeah, I mean, it's it's no good for anyone involved. If you know, if you're not excited about it, you're probably not doing as good a job as the you know the person down the street that's really excited about it, and and the you know that potential guest that. Uh, you know, decides to follow you and is excited for you in the beginning. They're they're certainly going to sense that you know you're you're clawing for for things to post about on Facebook and you know you're, or you know in our case we weren't posting about coffee because it it wasn't the part of the business that was exciting. You know, so we our our Facebook and our Twitter accounts were you know all beer related and all food related and uh, you know coffee sort of took a back seat and certainly our you know our our guests could. You know whether whether they were looking consciously or not, they certainly didn't take them long to realize coffee wasn't going to be our our number one priority. So you know yeah. when they're not getting the best product, they're not going to be excited to have it. You're not excited to be putting it out there. Then you know there's certainly no point in just trying to hang on. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. As, as far as us as a group making that decision, there it just didn't make any sense. Um, one more thing I want to ask you, Woody, is, and, I'll, and I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I know you're a busy guy, but you've been in the business for a while. Um, so you've seen a lot of restaurants come and go. And have you ever sat down and kind of thought about, you know, places that have done well, yours included, and others, and then places that, you know, have maybe um, had to close their doors? Um, have you ever kind of found any, any common threads or things where you see that, you know, places that, haven't been successful, you, you've seen that they've, you know, not done something, like maybe they didn't, you know, handle the business side of it well or uh, didn't have enough trust in staff, or are there any things you see as kind of, um, you know, recurring trends for, for places that don't don't make it? Uh, it's certainly no, uh, no magic formula, yeah. um, and I, I respect that, and I also try to to not judge places, you know, when I see that they're they're closing, there's so many different reasons, you know, that that could be involved. It might not just be because you know they weren't busy or or something like that. Um, there are there are lots of uh, common things, you know, that that we talk about that we try to do. I think uh, you know staying current with with what people want and listening to feedback is is a huge one. Um, Keeping the uh, the facilities up, we're constantly spending money. You know, trying to keep the bee looking the same way it was in 2009. You know, we're constantly re- repainting, having you know the, the floors upstairs in the hive were redone yesterday morning. Um, things like that. You know, fixing things when they break immediately so that you know you're you know the the building doesn't look tired and beat up and and like you don't care. Um, you know, it's all all part of people's experience and how people judge you. Um, I think some places, you know, like I said, there's no perfect formula. Some places can have the exact same menu for 50 years, and and uh, you know, people learn to love it, and um, you know, becomes a source of pride locally, things like that. But there's there's no way to actually just formulate that or you know, plan on that. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, you kind of just. To just uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you kind of have to just figure, there is no, I, I completely agree, there is no formula, and you just kind of have to figure your own formula out, and everybody has a different one because of the way they're wired and the people involved and and everything else, but you really have to, um, one thing you did say that I think seems to be 
you know, a really important piece is that you're you're constantly you're not like you're not going okay. Well, let's just focus all of our energy on this new state, at, or excuse me, this new trophy brewing location. And you know, the Busy Bee's fine. The Busy Bee's been there six years. Like you're you're going back and you're reinvesting in the Busy Bee, and you you're you're, you're constantly you know looking at each you know each of your locations and and getting feedback and 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 making tweaks. And so you're you're giving them love and attention. Um, Always as you as you grow and not not letting any, not taking anything for granted, I guess. Right. Yeah. Self awareness, I think, is uh, it makes it uh, difficult to sleep some nights. <laughs> the, you know, this industry is not for everyone by any means. Um, but I think you know, for us, monitoring any anything local that has to do with craft beer, um, you know, if there's somewhere that I I would hope that our name gets mentioned, you know. If I'm on a a beer website and someone posts about coming in to visit Raleigh and are looking for recommendations, if we're not mentioned, you know, I want to think to myself, why? And how do I change that? um, You know, so just just being self-aware of what what people think of you and, um, you know, making sure that you're still excited as the years go on. um, I I think those are some of the keys that uh, have helped us. And, And six years certainly isn't. A really long time, but in the restaurant industry, it's a it's a good chunk of time, and uh, so, you know, if, if that's worth anything, that's that's what I've got. <laughs> I hear you, man. No, it really is. So, well, listen, thank you very much, Woody. Um, you guys, I we just wish you the absolute best. You really, folks, if you're if you're in the Raleigh area, visit one of their locations. They're all just they have happy staff, they have good food, they have good beer. You're gonna you're gonna be glad you went. I'll put it that way. Um, so. Um, Woody, th- thanks so much, man. And really, and just uh, you know, tell your partners, you know, the same. And we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to do this. We appreciate what you are doing. You guys are inspiring, and, and I know folks that are listening uh, will love to, uh, you know, will love to to learn from you today. So, so thank you so much. Well, thank you, and thank you for uh, for keeping us organized. I don't. I look back at some old spreadsheets when we used to write schedules when we first opened and uh that that would not be working for three businesses right now <laughs> you guys make our lives a lot easier and we appreciate it oh yeah man absolutely well we're, we're glad to have a chance to serve you you are you are exactly the you know we built the built schedule for a lot of serve places like like yours so um so thank you and just thanks for your time and uh i really really appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me All right, Woody. yeah man talk talk again soon take care okay take care Yeah.